Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Delight in the Good Fight podcast, where we encourage strength in the Christian faith, uplift, inspire, and motivate. Guys, I apologize. I sincerely apologize. I haven't recorded in so long. I mean, the past year has not been easy. I have been so busy and there were just so many other factors that led to all of this. But thank God I am able to record right now. And my desire is to be more consistent with recording this time. Right? So, with that being said, I hope that you forgive me and let's begin. Now, this month, the month of January, is prayer month for my church. And I know a lot of churches have been focusing on prayer for this month as well. So, with the importance of prayer being highlighted throughout the month, I remember I wrote down some things I learned from a particular Bible story. And guess what? The importance of prayer comes out. So, it was just perfect. Right? The perfect opportunity to speak about it. Right? And to just share what I have learned. Yes. Alright, so the story that we're going to be focusing on comes from 1 Samuel chapters 1 and 2. And we're going to look into the story of a woman named Hannah. And I think for some of us, this story will bring us down memory lane because a lot of us heard it in Sunday school while growing up in church and so forth, right? And maybe some of us haven't heard it in a long time, so let's get into it. Now, this story begins in chapter 1 of 1 Samuel, and it starts out by telling us about a man named Elkanah. Verse 2 of the chapter gives us a little insight on his family structure, where it says, And he had two wives, the name of the one was Hannah, and the name of the other, Penina. And Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. Now, I learned that every year, Elkanah and his family would leave their house to go to the temple of the Lord to offer a peace offering unto God. In those days, the people would usually go to the temple yearly, and with the help of the priests, they would offer a sacrifice of peace and thanksgiving unto the Lord, and then have a feast afterwards with their family. Now, verses 4 and 5 says, And when the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave to Penina his wife, and to all her sons and daughters portions. But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah, but the Lord had shut up her womb. So here we get some more insight into the life of these persons. When it was time to feast, Elkanah would give Penina and her children a regular portion. But when it came to Hannah, nope, Hannah couldn't get a regular portion. He had to give her a better portion. Because what does it say? He loved Hannah. The love he had for Hannah was very strong. But it says that the Lord had shut up her womb. Now, because the Lord had shut up her womb, her adversary, Penina, provoked her. Now, just a brief little interlude here. Adversary means opponent or enemy. right? And it says that Penina, her adversary, provoked her. And as each year passed, this continued to happen. So Hannah wept and did not eat. And you know, in those days, the ability of a woman to bear children was of utmost importance. So I believe that the societal pressure on Hannah, plus the taunting from Penina, plunged her into a deep sorrow where it just became a cycle for her to keep crying and stop eating at the feast. And when you think about it, those are some signs of depression. I mean, 
there may be more signs but a lot of persons who are depressed they 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 show these signs so um, that's something to think about here now in verse 8 Elkanah her husband said to her Hannah why weepest thou and why eatest thou not and why is thy heart grieved am I not better to thee than ten sons now I believe Hannah loved her husband but as I said before the pressure of society on having children plus the constant taunting from Penina would have to be frustrating because imagine you're in a difficult situation right you're trying to stay positive but the situation is constantly being thrown in your face by someone else that would have to be somewhat frustrating and i just think maybe elkanah was not able to understand her pain i mean he was trying to console her in his own way right which would have resulted in the way he responded but i believe he maybe he was not able to understand her pain what do you think all right let's continue reading now verses 9 and 10 say so hannah rose up after they had eaten in shiloh and after they had drunk now eli the priest sat upon a seat by a post of the temple of the lord and she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the lord and wept sore now verse 10 to me is a very strong verse it says she was in bitterness of soul look here those are some very strong words i mean those words show the depth of her sorrow it says she wept sore which means she cried extremely profusely so through those words you can feel the extent of her pain but the most important part of the verse is when it said she prayed unto the lord hannah had a realization she must have been like no man i can't deal with this anymore i have to go to the god who is able to give me peace about this situation and you know when i think about it so many times we ourselves are in difficult situations whether small or big and you know because of the situation i mean it clouds our mind and makes us forget that we can take it to god in prayer the songwriter said what a friend we have in jesus all our sins and griefs to bear what a privilege to carry everything to god in prayer oh what peace we often forfeit oh what needless pain we bear all because we do not carry everything to god in prayer wow i mean you think about it the question is why would you want to forfeit peace but a lot of times we do it and don't even realize why because we don't bring it to god in prayer so Hannah recognized the importance of prayer. God wants us to communicate with him. He wants to hear about it. He wants you to surrender the situation to him. So she prayed to God and made a vow to him and said, Lord, if you remember me and give me a son, then I will give him back to you all the days of his life and no razor shall come upon his head. So while she continued to pray, remember, in the verse that we had, we had just read um we, we it said that the priest eli was sitting by the post of the temple right so he was basically watching her pray now verse 12 said he marked her mouth now hannah was praying from her heart right so her lips were moving but no sound was coming from her mouth and this did not seem normal to eli so he said to her how long will you be drunk put away your wine 
So Eli thought she must have been drunk because of her unusual prayer. When you think about it, Hannah has already been through so much. And now to be accused of coming into the temple drunk? I mean, how much more can she take? Why? But she humbly replied, No, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I did not drink any wine or strong drink. I am just pouring out my soul before the Lord. Verses 17 and 18 says, Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. And she said, Let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. Now I want you to examine this part of the story. So after her prayer and her conversation with Eli, it says that she went her way, she ate, and her countenance was no more sad. Remember, you know, her prayer has not been answered as yet, right? A lot of times when we pray, we just want the answer, no, no, no. But what did she do? She left her situation in the hands of God and she did not carry the burden anymore. 1 Peter 5 verse 7 tells us that we should cast our cares on the Lord because he cares for us. All of life's worries and anxiety, every difficult situation, leave it in his hands and be at peace knowing that God is working out that situation according to his perfect will. And I think Hannah's response, what she did after praying was beautiful and I think it also shows how powerful peace from God is. God's peace passes all understanding. Her prayer was not answered as yet but she still went her way, she ate and her countenance was no more sad. No, the story continues in verse 19, where Elkanah and his family woke up in the early morning, worshipped God, and then returned home. The verse says, Elkanah knew Hannah. Alright, fun fact. The word know or knew was used a lot of times in the Bible to signify the beautiful thing that God created for marriage. So Elkanah knew Hannah, and the Lord remembered her, and guess what? Hannah became pregnant, and she gave birth to a baby boy. Her prayer was answered. She named him Samuel, which means heard of God or asked of God. Wow, how joyful Hannah must have been. God has proven that he answers prayers. And I mean, he does it over and over again. So that should encourage us to continue praying to God and leaving our situations in his hand. So her prayer was answered. But remember, she made a vow to give him back to God. So Hannah weaned her son and then brought him back to the house of the Lord because she must fulfill her vow to God. She went to Eli and reminded him that she was the woman who prayed for a boy child and that God has answered her prayer. Upon hearing all of this, Eli worshipped the Lord. No, just like Hannah, whatever vow we have made to the Lord, we should fulfill it. Even if it may seem difficult to fulfill, God can give us the strength to do it. Alright, so we have just looked at the first chapter of 1 Samuel where Hannah's prayer of petition or prayer of request was highlighted. Alright, now we're going to look at chapter 2 which shows Hannah's prayer of thanksgiving unto the Lord. And we see this in verses 1 to 10. 
let us never forget to pray a prayer of thanksgiving unto God. Even if the result of the prayer is not what you wanted, God is still deserving of our praise. Remember, the Lord is omniscient, meaning he knows all things. He knows whether or not what we ask for in our prayers will be good for us or will give him glory. A lot of times, God protects us by saying no to some of our prayers. So even when we make a request unto God, still desire his perfect will and be thankful to him because indeed we have so much to give God thanks for. No, the story of Hannah is not yet finished. Verse 19 of chapter 2 tells us that Hannah made a little coat for her son Samuel and she would bring it to him every year when she traveled with her husband Elkanah to offer the yearly sacrifice. Verse 20 says, And Eli blessed Elkanah and his wife and said, The Lord give thee seed of this woman for the loan which is lent to the Lord. And they went unto their own home. And guess what? The Lord did visit Hannah, and she conceived and gave birth to three sons and two daughters. What a blessing on Hannah's life. Indeed, we can take notes from how Hannah prayed a prayer of request or petition, and a prayer of thanksgiving unto God. And we can say that prayer works. So I hope that you enjoyed this story as much as I did, or even more, and you'll hear from me in the next podcast. Blessings.